are back with chapter four of our playthrough of Mother 3, uh, Club Titty Boo, um, which takes place three years after the end of our, our last chapter. Um, and we finally get to play as the as Lucas. Um, again, I guess we did get to play with him uh, in the prologue. Um, right. But the beginning of the chapter, you know, we see that there have been some changes. There's now a train uh, that is going through. It looks like some of the locals are getting off a train. Um, and then I, I forget what else it shows. Anyway, there's been some significant changes to the, to the city. Um, facade is still in the center of the city, I think, like spouting off something. I don't know what he's saying, but the well has been uh, closed up, it seems. Um, and then, yeah, and then we get to, we, we scroll down and we end up playing as Lucas in his, in his house. Oh, sorry. We've got a little um, cameo here from William. Oh, that's fine. William, William didn't love this part of the game. I guess he sounds a little. He sounds a little under the weather too. Um, yeah, I I think they're just kind of showing like various little images of how much everything has uh, modernized in the past few years. Like uh, the whole square has been rebuilt. Like basically everything. Uh, is got a new look to it. Yes. And yeah, and as we come out, everything looks like it's more modern, but also some things are destroyed, just uh, leveled. Um, so that becomes kind of a mystery, and nobody really talks about it much. But uh, it's apparently like there are random lightning strikes that destroy people's houses now. Um, and it happens to certain people way more often. Yes, it seems to happen to the people who are not willing to um, uh, change um, and become modern. Uh, I think worth pointing out that in Lucas's house, there's like a, a wool spool or something. There's a bunch of like older technologies there. So he seems to be hanging on. Um, and then when you exit his house, um, there's this clear black uh, place that is obviously a part of the house was struck with lightning. Um, you get Boney again. He joins your party. And then as you're leaving, they're saying, oh, wow, that's cool. Like, that's the lightning house. That was the house that was struck with lightning. Um, right. now, yeah. yeah there, there's somebody there who's, like, interested in these events. Um, but again, most people don't seem too concerned about it. Like, they mostly seem to have gone along with facade and the exceptions yeah people who like have clung to the old ways uh, or resisted this new thing coming in um are mostly relegated to like an old folks home right where, uh <laughs> right a dilapidated where it's just kind of everything's falling apart uh yeah. there, there's puddles like kind of accumulating there um the rooms are not uh very clean or, or spacious. I mean, as someone who lived in a nursing home for like five years, um, you know, it, it wasn't that bad uh, where, where, where <laughs> I lived. But everyone did have a happy box there. Um, yes. But you did. So I think what, Alec, your, your grandfather's located there. Um, and you talk to him and he's just like, you know, how's it going, I guess. Um, there's another guy who's talking about how his daughter never visits him and you, I think he gives you like 50 dragon points um, which yeah. 
I guess, you know, to take a, take a quick step back, you know, when you leave your house, there's a frog who's like, you know, come over, talk to me. Uh, we now have this money. It's called, you know, Dragon Points DP, and you can withdraw it from us. So it's the first time that we've really had money um, introduced. Yeah. And so now the frogs um, are both uh, the save points and also the ATMs, which I, I greatly appreciate over Earthbound. Um, yeah. The fact that you don't have to have to go to like a dedicated ATM or some other weird well place and, and magic can't. Um, it's, it's much more convenient <laughs> that way. And I do think um, another underrated part of this game that we haven't really touched on is just the variety of frogs. Um, right. Yes. Yeah. You know, you have the one that's in the, in the nursing home and he's in like a wheelchair. <laughs> um, and then later on, you, you find one that's like a butter frog. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, so you go up. Um, yeah. And, and, and Wes, um, I, I, they go up to the, the happy box. I forget. Does, um, I don't think Alec really cares about the modernization as much or does he? No, I can't remember if he's one who says like, oh, my home kept getting struck by lightning, so I finally just gave up and came here. Um, I can't quite recall, but he was one who resisted the happy boxes back in the previous session. Like if you go up to him as the monkey, he'll tell you like, leave me alone. Like I, I've told you over and over, I don't want the happy box. And he's up by the gravestone then. Right. Um, whereas now, if you go up there, you'll find uh, Flint. Right, like your dad is there instead. Um, and that's kind of like what helps get some of the um, plot going here. Like I, what I spent a lot of time doing in this playthrough was just like wandering around and talking to everybody. And there's not much point to that. And it takes a ton of time because there's so many places you can go. Um, and there's so many people to talk to. Uh, and there's also just like a lot of reading. Like if you go around and, and read some of the boards and things, Posted around town. Um, it just, yeah, there's there's quite a bit to kind of occupy you with this part of the game before you really do anything at all. Um, yeah, um, you know the the main goal, I guess, of this chapter is to find Duster, um, and yeah. it, it, you end up having to go up to the train tracks and then come back down, and then that's when Wes is, you know, whatever. Um, and it can actually be like extremely short. Um, but yeah, if you know what you're doing, yeah, I did the same thing as you where I explored. And if you go down to the South, um, you know, be, be, you go, I guess what East to the old folks home. And then you go down South, there's like a training ground for our, all the pig masks now. And they're, <laughs> yeah, that's right. they're doing like military exercises where they're, they're walking. Um, they have like barbed fences everywhere. Um, and, and so it's just interesting, um, obviously that they've kind of, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what their takeover really was. It doesn't seem like many of the locals care, um, that there was yeah. like this hostile takeover and now they have this like military that's doing these exercises, like right off, uh, facades in the middle, uh, you know, still spouting whatever. Um, trying to sell happiness, I guess, to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. The town now has the mayor. Yeah. yeah. And if you go over to his house, he has this big, shiny car. Um, and then when you go inside, 
I don't know. Uh, if you go upstairs, and I think it's to his office. I, I don't. I wasn't sure. But if you check one of the bookcases, it just says like, "Oh, this isn't an actual bookcase. It's just like a wallpaper to make it look like there's a bookcase here." <laughs> to I, uh, you know, I, I guess more of this kind of facade, this kind of faux. It's all. It, it's all for show. There's no substance here. Right. I think. Yeah, it's interesting that. All of the people are basically in the same spots, and just the things around them have changed. Right. Yeah, I think that same character was there, but his his role has definitely uh, been upgraded a little bit. Um, I think he's also in charge of the police department, of which there is one now. Right? So there's not only like the military training facility, but apparently like there's a working police force now, where before it was like a kind of an abandoned or useless thing over there. Um, there is also the only interesting thing I really found as I was exploring was that a few people mentioned that that really really tall guy has like <laughs> disappeared. And we, yeah. we were like curious about him way back at the start. Like, what is the deal with this giant dude uh, ringing this bell? He apparently is like um, uh, one of the resistors, basically, right? Like he he's part of the the crew that did not want this to happen. But instead of uh, getting thrown into the old folks' home, he just, like, disappeared. Um, so, and and to the question about, like, what the pig masks are up to, I think we do get a little bit of a hint. Um, I mean, we know that they are interested in combining animals for some reason and making these chimeras. There's more of those around now. Um, and that happens um, with... Uh, you know, more horrifying results. Uh, we see really weird ones. Um, but they also seem to be digging down into the earth looking for something. And somebody says that maybe there is a, a giant dragon sleeping deep underground. Um, so we get sort of little bits and pieces of their what their schemes might be. Um, but that's kind of in passing. That Again, yeah, like the main thing we're trying to do is just find Duster. So you can easily miss all of those things. <laughs> yeah. Just go through this without, without caring too much about it. I forget. I went to the beach. I forget what happens except for that. There's the two people who it's like, Hey, I think that girl over there is looking at me. <laughs> and then right. it, you, you go and, and Hey, I think that guy's looking at me. Um, and you see them yes. again, actually at the, uh, right. at club titty boo. Um, yes. I've, but I forget if there's anything else like worthwhile at the beach. Uh, um, I picked up some dolphin sickles. Right. Uh, I don't know what those are for, but they're like little seashell type things. Um, I definitely was interested in what was going on um, with like some of the old, like the other characters um, in the forest and stuff. I I did not try to explore too far into the woods to see what might be going on with the Majipsies up there. Yeah. Although I was interested in that. Uh, I turned back before I went too far that way. So I think as soon uh, yeah. as I heard the music and it like changed, I was like, I'm not supposed to be here right now. Get that. Yeah. Well, there is, I guess there's an important little scene, even before we leave the house, right? There's a little Daddy. flash of memory. All right. Let me help William first. Real oh, yeah, quick. Take your time. All right. We got it. So, um, there's the scene where you, as you're leaving, you look in the mirror, 
and you get a kind of a flashback to the very beginning of the game. Um, I think that there's at least one more of those, right? Because there's the... <laughs> got an elephant here. Uh, there's the bird that we're going to send back when we find Duster. Right? So uh, there's yes. a couple of these little, like, like bookends on this this chapter that make it clear we're we're basically starting fresh. Right. Yeah, good point. Um, so, yeah, I, I think after exploring, um, I, you know, what, what even is the town's name? Nowhere. Has Millie. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you go up to the train and then a couple people get off and that's when you hear them talking about Duster and how the bass player at this club, uh, the DCMC Club Titty Boo, um, looks kind of like Duster in a wig, um, and but they don't want to tell Old Man Wes about it because they can't confirm. Um, okay. Yeah. And then so so yeah so then any, anyway when you go back to town, um, Wes comes over. He starts talking to Facade and tells Facade to get out of his town. You know, stop trying to change everything. Um, mm -hmm. That's when he gets caught with the bug net. Um, <laughs> so awesome. And, and and dragged back uh, to to the old folks' home. Uh, they also make quite a few comments about his hair and going bald. Um, even Maxson yeah. makes a couple comments about old man West going bald, um, I, which I was just like, that's kind of weird. I don't know why his hair is such a big deal. Um, <laughs> but so that's when you go back, um, and he says, "Oh, my idiot son." Uh, yeah, I guess that could be him. Here's here's a pigeon or a dove or whatever the heck it is. Uh, yeah. For for you, you know, when you find him, send it back to me to like kind of confirm. So that's when you go back up to the train, uh, and then you start walking on the tracks. The man comes. He says, "Hey, like you shouldn't be going on here, but just be careful of of, of the train." Um, and so you know, you start walking on the tracks, uh, and that's when you start encountering some more of these um, chimeras. Uh, well, there's yeah. some shrooms there, um, like the Ramblin' mushrooms, which I guess is, is from Earthbound. Uh, but then there's these, like, weird chicken head snakes. Oh, gosh. Yeah, they're terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like them. Yeah. Uh, I think they were called, like, Slither something. Slitherhen. Yeah, yeah, it was very close to, to Slytherin. And I was like, oh, that, yeah. is, that a, is that a almost like a Harry Potter reference? Um I, I don't know, but it, that that was interesting. So, you know, you walk down the train tracks. Um, at a certain point, the train does come, and you have to jump out of the way, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a thing you actually have to, like, push a button for. It becomes, like, bullet time. Yeah. Uh, everything slows down, uh, and you dive out of the way. Um Anyway, yeah, that was pretty exciting. That's the thing that the guy warns you about, right? The the Mr. T-looking guy who's, who tries to stop you from going on the train tracks says, like, okay, yeah, there's weird animals and chimeras, but the most dangerous thing there is the train. Yeah. Like, watch out for the train. Um, I like that. Also, if you try to go that way before you hear the little conversation and stuff, um, then he will come and rescue you and say, I just saved your life. And he walks off, and then the game says, like, in the narration... Your life was saved. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And you have it's, like it's really cool. And you have stars over your head, so it's like he like knocked you out to like save you. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, that's funny. I liked, I liked that too. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so you're, you're going along the train tracks and then um, eventually you come across uh, it's like sanctuary for butterflies. Um, yeah. And, and, and Boney starts kind of alerting. Uh, he goes over, he starts smelling some clothes um, <laughs> and there, there's a ladder there um, and, and you crawl, crawl up it um, and you find one of the Majipsies. Yeah. And she or he or they say that they're naked and you've caught them um, and they're sort of like shy, but also sort of flirty about it. Um, they come over to you and they're like, wow, you have a ton of psi potential, but you don't know psi. That's weird. You're just like that kid who we taught psi to that time when he was going to go avenge his mom, um, mm -hmm. you know. And so, again, there's like this weird combination of them. The Majipsies are like interested in and helpful um, and yet also like oblivious and sort of just like detached from reality um, and human human life. Uh, anyway, um, this part was a little uncomfortable. Uh, you mentioned. <laughs> the, yeah, the, I mean. Uh, anyways, so they're like, there's a part where the screen kind of goes dark and the Majipsy is like, just bear it a little bit longer. I just bear it a little bit longer, and when you pop back up under from under the water, you've learned psi. You've like learned uh, life up and healing, and your your favorite thing, right? Your offensive attack. Right. Psi. Um, it's it's strongly suggested that something like a a uh, I don't know what you'd call it, like an, an intimate moment here has happened um, that. We, I think, would consider pretty improper um, to, like, be in the hot spring with a another person like that. Uh, but the game here doesn't seem too concerned with that. Like, it seems to be making light of it um, and allowing there to be that little bit of ambiguity about what happened by, like, letting the screen go dark. Um, sort of leaves it up to the player's imagination how far you want to run with that. I do think that back in the old folks home, the game also makes some kind of comment about like, oh, you can't say that now. That's considered sexual harassment. Like a dirty old man joke is made. Um, yes. And, and it's like, yeah, we're aware that this is like no longer proper, but we sort of are obligated to keep it in here for tradition's sake. Like all these old JRPGs have these kinds of things. So got to have it in here. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, there's there's some interesting kind of commentary on that uh, going on here. I think. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know what it says about me uh, to that I interpreted it this the same way that you did, um, where yeah. I'm like, uh, if this game was ever actually localized, they would have to change that. Um, I don't think Nintendo would have it say that now. Um, I, I think it would have to be like a lot less ambiguous. Um, you know, obviously I'm talking about the, the, the scene with the Majipsies. Um, yeah. You know, it. Uh, I, I guess this, this whole like censorship um, as you know, you can't say stuff because it's sexual harassment is also kind of a um, creature or, or maybe just kind of like a consequence of this like modernization um, 
you can't have as much quote unquote fun uh, for whatever that's worth. Um, uh, yeah, because we, we've gotten to this corporate world. Um, you, you can't make those kinds of jokes, even in, a, in an instance where, uh, you know, it's an old person um, in presumably, you know, their their final uh, place, you know, that they're going to live at least for, for a pretty long time. Um, I yeah. will say that that a lot of the old ladies at the nursing home would, would make pretty in, inappropriate comments as well. Um, so, this, <laughs> so it cuts both ways. Yeah. So, you know, it, 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 yeah, it's both genders are, um, are guilty, I, I, I would suppose. But I guess you get to a point where it's just like, you're so old, you don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes along with the old gypsies too. Like they're essentially immortal beings. Uh, they sort of have their own rules, it seems like. Um, and I don't think it's like an accident that this one happens to be here, right? Like we are surrounded by magic butterflies. We're starting to get pretty tired of just like button mashing in battle. It's time to have some psi powers. Um, and so lo and behold, we get them right there. Uh, and that makes the fights and exploration a little bit more interesting for a little while there. Um, I still found this part of the game kind of tough to get through. Yes. Um, just like a little tedious. Uh, yes. The the life up um, certainly helped, but a lot of the enemies I've, I found were pretty difficult. Um, when I watched one of the playthroughs, there were a bunch of different um, sprinting bombs and stuff and like other equipment that these people got. And I was like, oh, that would have made my life uh, a lot easier. Um, like one of them got one of like the a Pisces arm branders armband or something, and it made it a lot easier as well because it increased their defense. Um, but yeah, I, I guess one thing I you know I don't know if uh, when we're talking about the Majipshi Majipsi, I you know it's clear when uh, he says, "Oh, like you know, didn't didn't I meet you three years ago?" Um, that he was talking about Klaus. Um, back then, I think, right? Because he was saying, yeah, oh, yeah. right. So I'm just, you know, it's not like he just didn't know uh, it, who this was. Like, he didn't know, but that's because it was his twin brother three years ago um, who, who right. was looking for that. So, so anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Um, but yes, no, this point in the game, uh, I don't know, it was, it was pretty tough. But I didn't find yeah. it particularly... So... Yeah, anyway. It was basically just so, so yeah. You're so going, we were just going kinda... like a, tra a train track, right? Like there's not much going on. <laughs> there's like you're just fighting the same enemies. It's like these Slytherins, these weird like mushroom dogs. Eventually, uh, more mushrooms. Um, they're horrible. Yeah, and then uh, ultimately your goal is to get to this weird factory, uh, which you know is is been kind of talked about before. Uh, it seems like a lot of the people in town now have a job, um, which before, I don't know what they did um, to, you know, I, I, so the society didn't seem to have money. Uh, so I don't know what everyone did every day, uh, but apparently it was a society without any kind of crime or anything like that. They seem to manage just fine. Um, but yeah, now now a lot of the citizens are, are taking the train out to this factory um, and, you know, eventually you go in there. And uh, you sign up to 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 get a part-time job 
because the promise is, you know, if you, if you work, you can go up to Club Titty Boo and you also get a little bit of money. <laughs> it, yeah, there's like no way to proceed here without um, going into the factory and putting in your part-time work. Um, I guess you can refuse the pig who asks you if you want to work. Um, I don't know if that would let you fight them instead or something like that. But this is basically like a repeat of what happens when you're the monkey and you're going around delivering the happy boxes. Like you're just on this little miniature fetch quest. Uh, it's so it's so intentionally boring, right? Yes. Um, it, it's like simulating what your worst nightmare of like being an adult would be, right? And going to work. Um, it's like just drudgery. Uh, and again, I think there's kind of something interesting about the fact that these are like little clay people, right? That have to be like zapped back into life. Right. It's sort of like the opposite of the monkey who's like zapped for punishment. Um, it's also, you know, this again, they're like the extreme form of, of, an, of an enslaved creature, right? They seem to have no will of their own, these little clay, clay men. Um, Yes. And it's kind of horrible that you're like making them go back and work more when they've kind of run down. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's well, <rough. laughs> yeah, and it's weird because you see a ton of them that are just kind of like discarded. Uh, there's mm -hmm. like a vet of them where they're they're just kind of like tossed in there, um, tossed yeah. aside. When you talk to them, they just make sounds. Um, they kind of moan. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you just kind of push them slowly back up to the to the elevator um and yeah it it, it has to be intentional right just just the slog mm -hmm. the job um also bony has to hop onto the treadmill <laughs> that's right <laughs> and so he's doing yeah. his job there's like another dog and a pig also on the treadmill i'm not sure what they're powering um yeah but yeah uh it, it, it is interesting um and then who is it biff and another one of your your neighbors is is working there um in the factory um there's also a point where they ask for for the player's name um oh that's right yeah yeah you have to register your name when you get your job yeah so that i don't i forget is that the first time that there's like a fourth wall breaking kind of where like they're asking for your name it's in the uh the dragon shrine and i don't know if it's required that you do it at that point okay um, it's kind of like in Mother when there's like several uh, opportunities to get your name registered within the game. Um, it seems like here they're doing the same thing. So if you missed the Dragon Shrine somehow, then you'd have to register at this point instead. Oh. Uh, or confirm that you're the same person, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you have to go. You, you get these th three again. It's another, you know, you had the three boxes that you had to deliver as the monkey. You have the three um, clay people that you have to bring upstairs so they can be zapped full of energy again. Um, mm -hmm. And then at the at the end of your your shift as a part time worker, um, uh, you get your two hundred dollars. You get your ticket, and then you're on your way to Club Titty Boo. Whoop! Yep, up the rope. Uh, what is it called? Like the the rope. Ropeway. Um, it's a lot like Gold Saucer, right? Remember in Final Fantasy VII, you similarly yes. are like going to this club up in the sky by taking a, a really 
rickety looking ropeway thing like, um like a gondola mhm mhm yeah uh, uh, unfortunately you know you can't find any dates in this one i guess uh like you could in <laughs> final fantasy 7 uh, where you could control that but um yeah i was wondering you know if there's any kind of uh, intentional you know you, you work hard uh so that you know you can kind of like ascend to heaven um mm-hmm. and that's kind of the whole point of this, right? Like you have a good, you, you do a good job on earth and like your reward is, is this kind of ascension up to uh club titty boo, which honestly doesn't sound like the worst um, place to, to go after yeah. it's all said and done. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's got like little, little fireworks in various boxes along the way. I don't know if you found any of those. Um, I, yes. One it, of them is like on the bridge immediately after. Uh, and so, yeah, it's always like impossible not to find it. I'm like, oh, well, I wonder what would happen if I didn't get it. Uh, yeah, it's and there's like um, pyrotechnics right outside the doors and there's like those elephant statues. So it is. Yeah, it's this weird combination of like a religious and like a very crude, um, you know, sensational little place up here. Um yeah, I got I got vibes that it was kind of like is it Delam and Earthbound, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. it had the, like the similar yeah. kind of uh, elephants, um, and also it was kind of this uh, town in the sky. Obviously, this is a much lesser version of that, um, but yeah, and like I, I was kind of getting those those vibes when when we were there. Sure, and so in this part we. I mean, I think the immediate reference is also to like the Runaway Five, um, <laughs> and and right like uh, the scene in L.A. Um, when you go in the theater, right? Like this is a thing that Earthbound likes to do, is have these um, concerts within the game. Oh yeah, well I I think you know at first we need to talk about uh, one of my favorite parts of the game, which is no pets are allowed in there. Um, <laughs> You had uh, skinhead and neckbeard, which uh, who were the the security guards who weren't letting them in, and so so Bodie has to come back with um, a hat and a shirt on, and it isn't until Violet, who is a uh, princess Himatara or he whatever, um, you know, allows you to come in. Um, but I thought that was you know just the fact that dog wearing a hat and a t-shirt. Yeah, no, this is another one of those bits that goes on, like, a little bit too long, right? That's like, very drawn out, very um, strongly emphasized, and for no apparent reason, right? Just for fun, just to be funny. Um, yeah, so these are, like, recurring characters as well. Um, neck, Neckbeard and Skinhead, they come back to be annoying a few more times before they finally get uh, slapped down by princess uh, yes and i don't know maybe they'll come back later again too um but so she is like whispering kind of like stage whispering to you and people notice it like they compliment you again on like being a ladies man or whatever um because this waitress is talking to you about something um she's not super subtle right um and she has apparently some information and a plan, um, but it's kind of weird that she's just sort of waiting here for you to get there. 
yeah, I don't I don't feel like that was terribly well explained. Um, like why she's been here for all these years, just kind of waiting around. Um, unless she is like new and has just got here from some other adventure she's been on. Um, but it, you know, apparently the the band, all of the band members, including Duster, have all like lost their memory somehow. Um, so classic. She hasn't been able to convince him like who he is. Yeah, classic yeah, trope, right? Um, yeah. Well, did you uh, suggest or like in one of our previous episodes um, or conversations that maybe she's a magipsy? Um, yeah. Because that would make sense, right? You, you were talking about, oh, it was very convenient that the that the one Majipsy was there to give you PSI, um, and now you have this other one who's trying to, I guess, convince Duster that he is who he is, so that they can find this egg of um, enlightenment or whatever it's called, the hummingbird egg or whatever. Um, what, 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 you know, whatever the MacGuffin is of this game. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so so you get in there, and then uh, you know you talk that, you, as I alluded to earlier, there's the couple that are still looking at each other from across the way. Uh, right. I forget. Did they get together? I didn't see that happen yet. At least um, there's also the super large pig mask who yes. sits up in the front row, um, flanked by his lady friends. Yes. Um, so yeah, there's like a lot of weird different approaches to romance that are just kind of being scattered out there at this point in the game. Um, uh, and yeah, there's, you know, the, the band plays, um, it's pretty exciting and all, uh, but it's already just like their um, encore. And for an encore, they do like a version of the, the pig masks anthem, like the March. Um, so I found that a little bit silly uh, that, you know, they uh, apparently are sort of like the happy boxes, right? They're like this way to, to brainwash right. the populace uh, and, and celebrate this kind of mysterious figure who's like the leader of the pig masks. Um, right. Yeah, just another like arm of propaganda. The, their mm -hmm. influence has permeated even this kind. But it makes sense, right? Um, if the pig masks are saying, oh, yeah, you work, um, and then you get to go to this club, and then, the obvious, you know, the club, I think, naturally, is just going to be um, an echo box for more mm -hmm. propaganda for the pig masks. Um, <laughs> so after the show, like, Violet basically brings you aside. Um, you go through this cave, and then you go up, and you take a shower. Um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which you get one of the like the weird um tea scenes where it's like that kind of psychedelic background with that music um it i don't know it wasn't as like it just kind of furthered the story it wasn't one of those kind of fourth wall breaking moments i felt like um yeah, yeah. with the other games a lot of times it, it, it i i don't know this just kind of like furthered the plot a little bit um and then uh, I, you, you crawl up through the attic, I guess, to try to get through um, to Duster's room. Because for whatever reason, you can't get in there. I forget what the reason is for that. Um, 
And this took me way too long to get through. I hated this part of the game. I don't know how long it took you, but I must have died on the jealous base like seven or eight times. But, um, yeah, so you go through this attic. Uh, there's basically uh, traditional, uh, what you'd expect in terms of enemies in the attic. Uh, spiders, um, bats. Uh, there's instruments up there as well, I guess, because this is the attic for the band. Um, and then eventually you get to kind of a, a safe haven where there's these mice, um, which I have no idea what they were saying. Um, I, I think it was some kind of Cockney um, English. Yeah. I had no idea, but one of them gives you nut bread, the other one gives you cheese. Um, and then it's, yeah, it's kind of like the safe haven. And then you go, um, and of course, there is an old bass guitar, a wooden bass guitar that is guarding uh, Duster's room. And uh, he's very upset because he's been replaced with a better bass and now he's going to take out all of his rage on you. Uh, yeah, this whole section was kind of like, okay. I'd, yeah, there is no great explanation for why we're doing this other than like it's funny to have to do this for no reason, right? Instead of just walking through the door. Um, again, neck beard is in the way, so we can't do that. Or for whatever reason, we're going to go around this whole attic thing. It um, it reminded me a little bit of you know other other games here. That came to mind. Um, there's a portion like this in Final Fantasy VI. You're above the um, opera, and you're like up in the rafters. Oh, okay. Um, there's a similar kind of thing where you're chasing a mouse around up high in Chrono Trigger. Like, this is another one of those things. It's like um, almost a requirement that there be a, a, a portion of the game like this. Um, and, yeah, the fighting against the instruments is more like Foreside, actually, in Earthbound. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, the guitars... That fight you there and they use electric attacks and so it's the same kind of thing here it's like this bizarre you know realm of uh you know like forgotten instruments or whatever but i it's strange because the uh the fight here also seems to be like calling back to the uh the composer guy right um he's like a music themed boss who kind of comes out of nowhere um back at the castle Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not sure what's going on with that. Um, and I, I continue to suck at getting combos. I continue <laughs> to not understand the, the musical like beat that I'm right. supposed to be tapping along to. Like I'm just button mashing. And yeah, this was a hard fight. Uh, Boney died, but I did just barely scrape by uh, without him. So gosh. It yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was it was tough. Um, I had to do some item management where like I gave Boney because Boney was a lot faster um, yeah. and would they be able to get, you know, healing items off or whatever I needed. So I, I had to do, um, after I lost like two or three times, uh, I had to mm -hmm. do some like item management um, and change my strategy, which I guess 
you know, it makes it more interesting. Um, but yeah, I was going to, the musical bosses um, for a game where music is such a big part, um, I found pretty interesting. And I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to be a continuing theme going um, forward. And it's mm-hmm. interesting that you mentioned four sides since we are in chapter four. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, I think it, it, it's, you know, if you look kind of at the uh, the uh, context of the boss as this kind of like forgotten piece of technology that's been replaced and, and now it's lashing out. Um, mm-hmm. Again, go, it goes very well with the themes of this game. Uh, where, True. Right. So so it's it's kind of interesting that it's, we're seeing this lashing out what, you know, granted it's an, an inanimate object that could never actually lash out um, in real life, but it, it, it does do a, a good job of illustrating kind of the, uh, a, a lot of, a lot of rage that I think people do feel uh, when these changes are, are made. Um, mm-hmm. I know we have talked about it's, it's, you know, the best Pokemon is the one that you played when you were like 12, right? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for, everyone says that, and then you rage. It's like Pokemon's way too complicated these days. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot better back in my day. Uh, I liked the, the days where it used to just be like AOL Instant Messenger, uh, you know, before we had all these other social media. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's, and it's like the same kind of rage um, that, that, you know, I, I guess the old guard always feels towards, towards the new guard. Um, yeah. Yeah. But after, That's funny. Oh, go on. No, I just, I'm thinking about, um, there's, so there's literally like a merchandise salesman down there. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Who, who, uh, the, everything there is good. Like it's all good equipment as far as armor goes. Um, but the weapon is like a, a pamphlet. Yeah. It's like you roll up the pamphlet to smack people with, and it says it's like effective against uh, fans of the uh, DCMC. Um, I, I don't think that we fight any of those, at least not yet. So it's like a complete joke item. Um, again, it's like the, the way that things we like, you know, our fandoms become like a form of violence. Uh, you know, and obviously they cost us tons of money and tons of time. Um, but also, yeah, like you're saying, like these emotions, these like painful emotions that uh, are very like love for this thing uh, tends to inspire. Uh, I guess could see the game sort of poking fun at that, uh, sort of pushing that in our faces a little bit here. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. So after beating uh this the jealous base um you're able to drop down on the uh, uh what is the band's name D- dcmc yeah yeah so you you're out and it to... means like desperado something mambo combo i yeah it's it's like an acronym okay so you drop down on them uh and then you start talking to Duster slash Lucky, and he's like, "Oh wow, I don't yeah. know if I should be leaving." Like, that sounds like it's reasonable, uh, but then he leaves it up to fate. Um, 
and at this point in time, you have to play uh, rock, paper, scissors. And I guess there's like a logic game that you could figure out to like win all mm -hmm. of them. Um, I didn't do that. I just, I was like, ah, oh, well, what happens if I just like screw it up? Uh, and nothing, nothing bad happens. I just say, oh yeah, uh, you, you won five in a row. So uh, right. I, I do think it's interesting that they, like as a mechanism, right? Like this is something back in college that uh, me and my roommates would do. Uh, it, it, you know, someone that you know very well, Jeff O'Toole. Uh, oh yeah. We would uh, we like for like the most random stuff ever. We would just be like, all right. Like I remember one time we were gonna go to dinner, and it was gonna be like all six of us. And then I was like, well. Let's let's roll a dice to see like who's not going with us, and like we just like we're like all right, fine, we're gonna leave it up to fate, and uh, whoever rolled the lowest number like couldn't go. Oh and, man! And I was the one who suggested going, and then I was the one who ended up rolling the lowest. Uh, so that was <laughs> that was rather unfortunate. Uh, there were other times where like you know fate was on my side, but like that was something that like we would constantly do it was just like oh it like let destiny decide and like it would just be some mm -hmm. arbitrary type uh mechanism whether it be rolling dice um you know we would just have ipod on shuffle um oh well, yeah well we'll let them pick whatever the next song is um mm -hmm. that kind of stuff so um which i think is just kind of like a cop-out now that I'm thinking about it more right it's just like oh yeah I'm just gonna leave it up to some kind of cosmic energy um in a destiny that kind of stuff um i i don't know what i was just trying to say i just kind of wanted to get in that that reference to jeff o'toole um it's fair and the fact that we used to just like roll dice there was another time <laughs> where uh we were drinking uh, my sweet and we were all under 21 like we were like 20 but um we ended up there was like three of us there like that were living there that like could take the blame. And we were like, well, mm -hmm. rather than all of us take the blame, like let's just roll a dice and like whoever gets the lowest has to like take, you know, they're, 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 we're just going to throw them under the bus. Uh, <laughs> and Sean Kelly, unfortunately pulled the short straw on that one. Okay. So that was, that was unfortunate for him. Um, but we basically said, you know, uh, if this ever happens again, like you're, you're exempt, right? We're not going to make you like take the blame two times in a row. Uh, okay. But that was a time that I, I ended up winning or at least not losing. Uh, fate was on my side. And the consequences seem a little bit steeper there. I don't know. Man. Uh, I was, just I was going along. I was pretty hungry. <laughs> right. Jeff, well, I, so I, I, I mean, I think that there's something to that, right? Like, Games of chance are some of the oldest, like, forms of play. Um, like, anthropologists are pretty interested in, in this kind of stuff. Like, knuckle bones uh, are used as dice um, in really, really ancient, um, like, civilizations and stuff. So wow. when they do archaeology, they, like, find these things. Um, and various kinds of, like, sticks with notches on them that seem to be used for games and um, so, stuff like that. So... Um, yeah, it's but it there does again the game seems to be kind of poking fun at that because yeah it it also has this like logic puzzle 
where they tell you like who they win against and who they lose against, and you can sort of figure out. Who, um, I tried to do the logic. Uh, I I might have messed up, or it might have been flawed somehow. Um, but if you mess, if you don't win, then I think that neckbeard just interrupts, right? And just like you have to do a do-over, uh, or somebody sneezes, or or whatever. Like there's always an excuse, right? So that you can't not win. Which I guess. <laughs> sneeze with you. Which I, you know, I guess is actually more of a. Uh, uh, there, there is more destiny to that, right? Because you can't mm-hmm. lose, so it, it does mm-hmm. seem like it is inevitable, um, or that that is his destiny that he has to do this. Um, but yeah, so yeah, there's always some excuse for if if you fail, um, that that there's a do over. Uh, which mm-hmm. thank goodness, because if I had right. to like fail that and then fight that base again I, w- I would have probably quit on the spot oh <laughs> uh, yeah and it's kind of like a moving moment I mean we don't know these characters well but they all like have their sort of personality um, and they all say goodbye Buster um, has a flashback to when he like first arrived and the band like rescued him from Neckbeard or whatever um, and he was like learning the base uh, uh yeah i don't know it's like a funny little montage of what he's been up to for the past few years and now he's going to set out once more um to recover the the egg that he hid yeah no it is and it's a it's more emotional um than you would expect um i think even one of the the band members says that uh, you know, he's the best best bass player that they've ever known. Um, and then as you're leaving, um, you can go back to the, you know, door and you can watch through the door that the band is, is performing um, again. And it is sad. Uh, and then I think after that, um, you walk out through the front door, uh, you, you talk a little bit more, uh, you release the the dove or uh, I forget if it's a pigeon I forget what kind of bird it is anyway um, you you release that bird and that's the end of chapter four um, and yeah I, I you know there's a lot going on here it's amazing like I think there's only eight chapters in this game uh, so we're almost like halfway there and you know I I feel like this is a much more story driven game um, in terms of as compared to uh, fighting. I mean, I think the mother games were always more story driven than, than maybe like combat and that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. But this one, you know, especially with the fact that it's in this chapter, um, just a lot more linear um i'm excited i mean i'm I'm interested to see where it goes but it's just kind of like the the combat you know you're just like finally starting to get into it a little bit more with lucas and then it's like i don't i don't know what the next chapter is going to to bring us right <laughs> yeah well i mean we've looked a couple times um you can look through the binoculars yes. over there and and then like duster's memory or whatever like shows us kind of a glimpse of where we're headed this valley um it's got a scary looking tower 
I'm assuming that's where the lightning comes from. Yes. Uh, and again, that's like a pretty strong reference to a game like Final Fantasy VI, where there's a tower where someone is like raining down lightning on people he doesn't like. Um, but uh, in this case, we are yeah suddenly like a much beefed up party. We we've got two new party members all of a sudden. Um, and I guess yeah we're going to possibly have a little more open-ended exploration here to to find our way uh to this MacGuffin, the egg um i still am curious about those needles that we saw back in the castle as well uh, that were like shiny and that west was like ah that's nothing important um, <laughs> yeah of course we'll see <laughs> yeah um and i guess one other thing i just uh, like point out is i think it's interesting how helpful um animals are in this game um, and when I say animals, I mean the non-chimera type animals. Uh, you have the sparrows who who give you advice. Um, you have the ant who told you about the uh, uh, beat, like you know the the way that you can tap the attack button to to get up to sixteen hits. The frogs are like the ATMs. Um, so there does seem to be kind of this strong connection to nature. Uh, not to mention the fact that bony. Um, is a party member and seems to be uh, staying with your party for a very long time. Um, I thought another interesting thing was when uh, you or Orboni died, there wasn't a uh, like a, a ghost version of you. It was just like a very tired version of you and you couldn't run. Um, that was just another kind of note that I just wanted to to get out. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes, uh, what the pig mask's plan, ultimate plan is. Um, yeah. Wow. No, William right. seems to be... He's struggling here, yeah. Yes. Anyway, so, so I guess that'll be it for this yeah. week. I'll, and then, you know, next week we'll do Chapter 5.